this is getting ridiculous. These stories are becoming absurd. Folks, if the mainstream media can push cannibalism, I think we need to check ourselves. Please. I don't know that I don't remember part of the commandments of eat thy neighbor. Or in the future, we go to a steakhouse or a meat house and you order a filet mignon. That's fine. I'd get a ribeye, but that's okay. Let's say I go, let's say we go, I get a ribeye and you order the Biden balls. That's not normal. This is not normal. As you know, on this podcast, and this is an emergency podcast because yesterday or two days ago, I posted a five minute podcast. You can go listen to it. It is literally, and it's five minutes long. And what I said in that podcast was, I didn't write this. This is an opinion. It's literally called an an opinion piece from a V-A-C-C-I-N-A-T-E-D Australian writer. And then I read the letter because I thought it was a really good letter. YouTube took it down. Go listen to that five-minute podcast. It's the previous podcast. YouTube took that podcast down, that video, that five-minute video. I appealed it, as we always do on this show. We love appeals. We don't like politics, but we like appeals. And they denied the appeal, and I am now banned from YouTube for two weeks. Because it's my second strike. And if I get one more strike, my channel is permanently taken down. I got taken down because it said it broke the rule of the medical misinformation. I highly encourage you to listen to that five-minute podcast, the previous one, the one before this. And tell me if that podcast broke a rule of medical misinformation in any capacity. It's crazy. There's agendas at play. And now you can't talk about that, but the New York times can talk about a taste for cannibalism. That was the name of the article. And you might've seen this. And if you haven't, Oh, you're really missing out. I'll play a video. I'm going to share the articles, if you can see the screen, even though we're not on the tube anymore, because we're banned for two weeks, we're reading an opinion piece that has nothing to do with medical misinformation, whatever, you can just check out the ownership economy, which is still the name on Rumble. I'll have this on Rumble. In fact, I want to rumble with YouTube or on the book. I think my name's Jonathan, the creator, or of course, the Jonathan Kogan show, wherever you get your podcasts. If, if it's being normalized in your brain, that cannibalism is a way or one of the best ways to fight climate change. Not only is this podcast not for you, I'm worried about you. I'm terrified. If you start, if they are pushing that eating is the time now to eat people, like why is cannibalism getting a bad rap? Why is Bite Labs, go to bitelabs.org. Why is bitelabs.org getting a, a bad rap? They're just making celebrity meat. 
from the cells of celebrities like James Franco fries, Franco fries, or Leonardo DiCaprio dick. Where's this going to go? Hey, I'll get the Biden balls. You get the DiCaprio dick. Oh my God. My favorite movie is Titanic. Come on. Let me just, there's a lot of articles I want to get into, but this first video really does a very good job. And I think because you're probably listening to this, I think the audio is good. It kind of covers all of it in like a three minute span. And then we can dive into the details. But if you're listening to this and you think I'm the nut job denouncing cannibalism and you're therefore defending it in some way, even in some far-fetched way, like we have to do it because carbon. I'm worried about you. I'm not going to eat you. And if you try to eat me, I'm going to smash your face. I'm sorry. I'm not a violent man, but that's what's got to be done. So let me play this video. I think it does a great job explaining the psychoticness of the mainstream media trying to normalize things that shouldn't be normalized. Like if you saw in my previous tweet, which came from Dr. Peter McCullough, most published cardiologist of all time, peer-reviewed papers. He retweeted, they are trying to normalize saying in the mainstream media, there was an article that said, loneliness can cause heart attacks now, 30%. Oh, really? Really? Oh, wow. Loneliness causes heart attacks. You see, it's the, as you know, on this podcast, we identified the propaganda. We identify it. And then we reverse engineer why they're coming out with that propaganda and what their goals could be. Let me give you an example. Cannibalism is the time now for cannibalism. Why are you giving people who are cannibals a bad rap? Oh, I don't know. Maybe from our podcast episode like 20 ago where it's about a famine that's coming soon and there's going to be this mass famine. Maybe they're trying to normalize people eating other people because there's going to be no food. Like, for example, in Ukraine, we just got a shipment in of grains in the United States. We're supposed to get like 46 of those shipments in, but because it's held up because of the war, we've gotten one. And so we need to get a ship every single day for the next 45 days to equal the correct amount we were supposed to harvest and get from Ukraine. We've gotten one. We're not even close. Okay. I don't know what it's going to take. The people who are still asleep right now, I don't know how far this has to go. I would, I thought, and for the most part, I think cannibalism has finally tipped the scales where people are like, you know what? Yeah, I'm awake now. That ain't happening. But there's still people that are asleep. In fact, one of my friends is asleep still, and it's terrifying. He's going to defend it to the end. Like, you're, you're crazy, Jonathan. Like, cannibalism's fine. Like, you're a conspiracy theorist. Oh, boy. That's a dangerous, dangerous territory. You can't even fight back. You don't want to fight back, but you will help them when they figure out that their whole life has been propaganda to follow a certain narrative. But it, it's losing its hold. I would say at least eight out of 10 people have realized what's going on now. I want to say nine out of 10, but definitely eight out of 10. I could just tell there's been a shift, a massive shift in the past three weeks, gigantic shift. 
But before I talk anymore, because I know I'm yapping away, we'll get into Bite Labs. We'll get into go, you know, our favorite entrepreneur and philanthropist, Billy Gates, a true humanitarian who donated his fortune to himself. Now that is humanitarian. Let me play this video from Rumble because we can't play it on the tube because the tube doesn't like the Jonathan Cogan show because they can't handle it, but we will expose it and that's it. So take a listen or watch. If you're watching, you could probably watch on the Spotify app, but here we go. This does a really good job explaining what the hell is going on with, by the way, before I started the, the New York times article that said, actually I'll get into it after, but it said a taste for cannibalism. So they got so much pushback which you can look on Twitter. You can search cannibalism and see the pushback they got. They've changed the title of that article to why do so many like books and music reference cannibalism. But we'll get into that after this. Take a listen. At a 2019 food conference where topics included whether humans were too selfish to live sustainably, an economist suggested cannibalism could be a viable solution for climate change and that we could start off by eating our pets. School of Economics professor Magnus Soderlund says that eating human meat from the dead might help save the human race, and that we could overcome the taboos against eating each other by simply trying it out. And today, a new company is boasting their lab-grown artisanal salami derived from human flesh, and several articles normalizing cannibalism have recently been published by the mainstream media. The Wikipedia page leads with the benefits of cannibalism, where it says, in environments where food availability is constrained, individuals can receive extra nutrition and energy if they use other conspecific individuals as an additional food source. This would in turn increase the survival rate of the cannibal and thus provide an evolutionary advantage in environments where food is scarce. This may be true when there are no other food options, but when there are, it is never favorable for any species. Cannibals are at risk of related diseases, such as Kuru disease, similar to mad cow disease, a neurological prion disease caused by cannibalistic consumption. And when there are other food options, cannibalism will always be the most challenging. Studies show that cannibals tend to eat the young because it is the easiest, and they tend to hunt outside their own gene pool as a way of decreasing the competition. Cannibals are constantly at war with their own species, and animals have evolved various protections against this barbarism. Cannibalism is the ultimate expression of barbarism. The absence of civilization and culture, extreme cruelty. One could argue that the whole purpose of civilization is to increase the amount of food available to keep humanity from turning to cannibalism. Because who on earth wants barbarism over civility and compassion? The New York Times published a piece entitled, A Taste for Cannibalism, and they promoted it by tweeting, Cannibalism has a time and a place. Some recent books, films, and shows suggest that the time is now. The article promotes a list of recent movies and shows about cannibalism, 
suggesting that perhaps we should all take the cue and give it a go, as if pop culture decides the destiny of mankind. And maybe it does. There is definitely a herd mentality that finds comfort in blind obedience and will do whatever they are told by the authoritative state emerging from the shadows. And the mainstream narrative is now normalizing cannibalism. So that's what is coming if we continue accepting their offers. It will be like the film Soylent Green, which was set in 2022, or like the film Cloud Atlas, wherein a dystopian government processes the dead into food to feed the wretched masses. How far do we have to go with this propaganda till we decide to come together as a civilization and not eat each other's fingers and toes? It's so obvious to see the propaganda that's spewing from not only the mainstream media, but how that's married with Hollywood and storylines. And yes, this has probably happened forever, but now it's just so extreme where if you defend it, it's just really difficult, at least for me to understand. I don't know in what culture and definitely not in America that there could be any justification for cannibalism. I mean, you think I'm kidding about this bite labs thing. And if you're listening to this, I'm going to, I'm going to share their video. Okay. And then I'll go to their website and I'll talk you through it. Cause it's really just video. So you'd really have to see it. In fact, here's their website, bitelabs.org. It literally says eat celebrity meat. Bite Labs grows meat from celebrity tissue samples and uses it to make artisanal salami. You've never experienced celebrities like this. Celebrity, it all starts with your favorite celebrities and a quick biopsy to obtain tissue samples. Like, can we just stop there? Okay, this, is, this, this company's got tens of millions of dollars in funding. Go crunch base it. Culture, isolating muscle, stem cells. We grow celebrity meat in our proprietary bioreactors. Well, keep that shit proprietary and shove it up your ass. I'm not eating no celebrities. Damn. Whole Foods is fine. Okay? You got enough of Monopoly, Amazon. Just keep that. We don't need Bite Labs meats in the tradition of Italian cured meats. You mean like Italian people? Is that what we're going to be? Is that what they mean? I feel like they mean Italian people. We dry age and spice our product into fine charcuterie, whatever that means. I don't even know. This is so beyond. Their hashtag that they think is going to catch on for marketing is eat celebrity meat. And here are some of the flavors, people. James Franco, he's sexy. He's artsy. Let's make him salami. You think this is like funny. This is real. I swear to you this is real. Go look it up yourself. It's all in the show notes. It's all at your disposal. You can simply go to bitelabs.org. You can crunch base it. You can look into it. Let me explain James Franco salami for you. The Franco salami must be smoky, sexy, and smooth. Franco's meat will pair with lean, strong Venetian. If that's the right word. Sharp telecherry peppercorns and caramelized onions provide Franco's underlying flavors complemented by a charming hint of lavender. The Franco salami taste will be arrogant, distinctive, and completely undeniable. 
Just tweet at James Franco and help make the Franco salami real. How about Jennifer Lawrence? You want the Jennifer Lawrence cooter? It's prime and it's medium rare. Or do you want it pink? Perhaps you want it pink. I'm sure you do want it pink. Or Kanye West. Let's read this one. Kanye West. Mm. God, that sounds so juicy. Always push the boundaries and taste. The Kanye salami will pull no punches. See, you think it's a human, so it's going to come to life, but don't worry. They curate it and make it juicy. Heavy and boldly flavored. Pure Kanye West meat will blend with rich, coarse ground pork. Hungarian paprika and Worcestershire give Kanye an underlying smokiness. Spiced up with hints of jalapeno, the Kanye salami is best paired with strong, straight bourbon. Again, tweet at Kanye West and help make the Kanye salami real. Maybe you're a lesbian and you want Ellen DeGeneres. Maybe you're not a lesbian and you still want to eat Ellen DeGeneres. Maybe you watch the Ellen DeGeneres show and you go, oh my God, I want to take a bite out of that ass. But you thought you were being sarcastic all these years, but you weren't. You actually want to take a bite out of her ass. Let me read this one real quick. As a salami, we see Ellen's salami composition blended with ostrich, black pepper, and garlic with a playful kick of mustard, given the Ellen salami is a highly approachable and well-rounded flavor. A hint of brandy and shallots will finish off the Ellen salami in exquisite fashion. You know who led this angel round, by the way. Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Great actor, but a nutcase. This is real. This is real. Let me play the video. Their, their, their introduction video, their explainer video. I'm going to have to talk through it because there's no words. It just shows it. But I'll talk through it as it's playing. It's only 40 seconds. And it's real. This is the Bite Labs YouTube channel. This is real. It's real. It's real. I can't even believe it's real. I cannot believe it's real. I really do. I can't believe it. Here we go. How do you connect with celebrities? This is crazy. Over the internet, question mark? At concerts, question mark? Or at the dinner table? No, I made that up. Bite Labs gets you so much closer with a fork on a... Dig it into like a cock. We take celebrity cells. Grow them into muscles. Doesn't this sound tasty? Making robust, flavorful, healthy, eco-friendly... Artisanal salami. I'm trying to make it sound good. How am I doing? We bring you celebrity meat. Bite Labs. Does that make you want to eat your celebrity? Who's your favorite celebrity? Now close your eyes. And imagine you could take any part of them. Put it on your dinner plate next to your potatoes. Next to your asparagus. And have a... Kanye West salami sandwich. Does that sound good to you? Or am I really losing it? I almost feel like I'm not even on the planet anymore that this stuff is real. And just to prove what I was saying with the New York Times article, which started this baby all up, which is crazy. They had a tweet and it, you heard it in that video, but it, it, it missed one sentence, which is New York Times. Cannibalism has a time and a place. Some recent books, films, and shows suggest that the time is now. Can you stomach it? And that you could see on the tweet from July 3rd, 2022, 
that the title of it is a taste for cannibalism. But if you click it, it's now titled, Why Are There So Many Books and Shows About Cannibalism? But it's the same story published on July 23rd. Remember that study about the Swedish scientists? Well, that's on BigThink.com. Swedish scientists advocates eating humans to combat climate change. A scientist in Sweden makes a controversial presentation at a future of food conference. A behavioral scientist, really a behavioral scientist? Really? Talking about eating humans? Okay. A behavioral scientist, I wouldn't go to him for psychiatric health, help. A behavioral scientist from Sweden thinks cannibalism of corpses will become necessary due to effects of climate change. He made the controversial presentation to Swedish TV during a Future of Food conference in Stockholm. These scientists acknowledges the many taboos this idea would have to overcome. Is that what we call it? We call it taboos? Or do we call it psychotic craziness? You need to be institutionalized person. What do we call that? I mean, really? When you try to normalize cannibalism, that's the 11th hour of civilization going to the end. That's the end. Okay. When people accept that propaganda as, oh, this is a good idea. Or, oh, you know what? Best way to do climate change is, uh, well, Elon Musk is doing a good job with Tesla, but I think we need to, uh, I don't think it's nearly what we need to do. I think you should start eating your friends. Really? That's a great idea. That sounds so good. Where'd you come up with that, Bobby? Well, you know, I saw a scientist say it and we, you know, as we know, just trust the science and don't question the science. In fact, we'll eat the science. Wow. That sounds so good. Tell your friends and you like zombie eyes walk around and be like, Hey, do you want to hang out, Tony? Yeah. And you bring a fork and a knife and a chainsaw and you I don't know, cut off his arm and start eating it next to your potatoes. This is craziness. I mean, this is beyond craziness. Okay. You have my last episode is a five minute episode. That's an opinionate, an, an opinion and prefaced as an opinion, very clear from a vaccinated Australian, nothing about getting the vaccine or uh, the medical stuff that's banned, but cannibalism and having a taste for it and thinking the time is right now. That is plastered all over social media and totally accepted. Is it me or is this beyond bizarre world that Byte Labs has a platform raising tens of millions of dollars to culture your favorite celebrity's muscles, turn it into salami, and then the New York Times endorsing that? And I get canceled for a five-minute spiel of an opinion letter that I didn't even write. I don't know in what universe this is okay and acceptable, but I think we need to start thinking a little beyond where we're at and be like, hey, do we really want to get this out of control or do we maybe want to come together and realize that it shouldn't be the peasants fighting and it should be us against the elites that are trying to make us eat humans while they eat red meat? That's my favorite part is everything they tell you not to do, they do. In fact, I wasn't going to get into this, but there's a video that you could look up from Tidro or whatever his name is, the guy who runs the who, 
Bill Gates endorsed uh, World Health Organization, Tedros, the guy who declared monkeypox an emergency. He declares his he scratches his ass and he declares an emergency. Okay. This was like August third or fourth, the video, and someone's interviewing and he bows. The, the the interviewer bows to him like he's like a like a pharaoh, which is awfully weird at the beginning, and then asks him about his vaccination. And he says he's not vaccinated because Ethiopia, where he lives, hasn't come far enough in vaccinating their population, so he's boycotting because they haven't done well enough. That is the head of the WHO. That is real. That is a video you can go find. I wasn't going to share that, but the point is, is everything they tell you that you cannot do does not apply to them. And if you haven't caught onto that yet, like, um, I don't know, the place in um, Geneva where they're talking about how climate change is an existential threat and the worst thing of all time and we need to do something. And if you deny it, you are basically a denier of the Uvalde situation. That's what Al Gore literally said. You're as good as the police officers who stood by if you deny climate change. Yet that conference, oddly enough, had the most private jets in one area at one time ever. The Climate Change Conference had the most private jets parked outside that conference. Is, is anyone catching on yet? Or are we still conspiracy theorists on this show? Are we still going to go by the... Are you, does that even... When someone calls you a conspiracy theorist, what do you think now? Is the first thing you think of is I should probably go listen to that person that the establishment is trying to shut down because most likely they're saying something truthful against the establishment. Not always, not always, sometimes not, but don't you become intrigued when someone gets censored for saying something against the state because the state wants to protect you. Pfizer wants to protect you. Fauci wants to protect you. Tedros wants to protect you. But they're so humanitarian, they don't want to protect themselves. They want to eat animal meat. You can go eat your family. Overpopulation, climate change. What else? What other options do we have? Electric cars? No. No. There's one option and one option only. Vaccination and eating humans. There's no way out of this besides those two things. You do those two things, we will be okay as a civilization. Who sits there and goes, okay, yeah, that makes uh, perfect sense. That's fantastic. That's great. Um, where do I get my uh, fork? Or can I use a spork? Not going to lie, the spork was a great invention that is super underutilized that the cafeterias and schools often endorsed because they were probably cheaper. The spork makes a lot of sense. Not in terms of eating my friends or my family members, but in terms of eating like normal meat. Actually, it always broke. It sucked. You need metal, but whatever. So I just want to put the alert out there that cannibalism is not normal. I'm, I know I'm going against the mainstream and I seem like I'm a lunatic by doing that and denouncing cannibalism. But I want to come together as a society and a civilization and say, you know what? We're going to push back on this one we're going to lean towards sticking with the animal meat or, you know, maybe not eating meat at all, but we're not going to eat the other humans. Okay. Climate change can go deal with it a different way. Not by eating humans. Is anybody with me on this? 
All the resources are in the show notes. Do your own independent research. Come to your own conclusions. And if you think on this podcast that we are still conspiracy theorists, I'm worried that you need to check yourself into a mental institution. But we still love you. And if no one told you today, you are loved, you are beloved, and you are great in your own way. And we're going to make it through this. We are going to come together. We are going to denounce cannibalism. We are going to promote humanitarianism. We are going to be pro-human. And we are going to thrive and rise together as a civilization. Who's with me? Anybody? All right. If you're with me, there'll be a new podcast later. You can subscribe. You can easily go to anchor.fm forward slash JSK for what? Jonathan Scott Kogan. Or you can just search The Jonathan Kogan Show wherever you get your podcast, which, by the way, on Good Pods, the podcast has entered the top 100 under news. That's amazing news, people. That is amazing. The podcast is getting the respect we deserve for our hard work, our research, our hardcore journalism, and our truth-telling. Because in the end, if you do the right thing, the truth will prevail and your brand will prevail. If you're trying to capitalize on a shitty situation like the last two years, it is the biggest mistake that those people made. The people who are trying to spew the propaganda because all the truth will come out and it will backfire on them. So if they're young people and they were trying to capitalize on the, you know, on this whole cannibalism and on COVID and trying to spread lies and all this stuff, it's going to backfire huge and independent creators like myself and others who are doing the right thing are going to prevail in a massive way because the mainstream is losing millions of people who got their news there that are searching for a home from someone reliable and truthful. And there's people like myself and others that are going to rise up and take advantage of that situation in the way that it should be by reporting the truth on interesting news on ways that you can do your own research and be that investigative journalist for you. So you don't have to waste your time and you know, you can get the truth within minutes by just flipping on the podcast and hearing the news in real time, every single day, massive market. I highly implore people to find others that are doing the same thing. Although I have to say the Jonathan Kogan show is definitely number one. We're on the top 100. Now, if you five-star rate it, I will love you. I will love you anyway, so it doesn't really matter if you do it. But definitely subscribe because this thing is getting big. In fact, the last episode is literally 10 times the average amount of listens that I've had prior to this. So something's resonating, something's catching on, and I'm doing it for you because I love you, and I don't give a shit what the mainstream media and the government says about you. I actually fucking care about you because you deserve the truth. You deserve to have all the facts and you deserve the information to decide whatever you want to decide with your critical thinking skills. I believe in you. You are great. You can achieve whatever you want. Just hang in there. We're going to get through this together. It might dip a little low and get worse before it gets better, but I promise you stick with me. It's going to get better. I love you. Have a great day. Have a great night. The Jonathan Cogan show at your service. Take care.